Hello, Vitamizers, and welcome back to the How Do You Health podcast. I'm Allison here with MSW Lounge in Austin, Texas. This episode of the podcast got into some stuff that we haven't really talked about that much yet as being part of your wellness, but I'm super excited for that. We always need to hear new angles, and I think you guys are really going to love this guest. He's got an incredible story. But first, as you know, we got to go into this first. The How Do You Health podcast is brought to you by MSW Lounge. MSW Lounge is located in Westlake Hills in Austin, Texas. We provide a variety of services, including vitamin shots and IVs, the whole Slenderella family, concierge medicine, chiropractic, massage therapy, a vitamin drink bar, and tons of other local company offerings for ways to clean up your health and naturally stay that way for a long time. Find out more at www.mswlounge.com. We are also brought to you by Slenderella. Slenderella is a vitamin shot and IV blend that was designed to help your liver function optimally. It got its name when the creators started noticing that liver detox was causing many clients to lose weight. Now there is a whole line of different Slenderella blends that you can customize for your needs, as well as a supplement line to support all of your Slenderella goals. You can find distributors and more information at www.slenderellausa.com. This podcast is sponsored by Athletic Outcomes. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It's your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date on their events and programs. This podcast is produced by Flabs to Fitness, Inc. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms, including this podcast. Find out more at www.flabstofitness.com. All right. So our guest today is Zach Horvath. He is the founder of Live a Great Story. And if you've been in Austin for any amount of time, you've probably seen street art, stickers, shirts, hats, something that says Live a Great Story on it. It's a very simple logo. It's just a circular logo that says Live a Great Story in the middle. And Zach did a great job just sharing these stickers from the very beginning of his idea and it's just grown so much to be kind of a staple of Austin. And I told him in the recording that I remember seeing those stickers when I was in high school and thinking that they were associated with the school or something like that. But they're totally a completely separate brand that is just focused on inspiring and putting good out into the world. And Zach explains it way better than I can because it's his baby. So we're going to let him do that. But you guys are really going to enjoy finding out more about Live a Great Story and the philosophy behind it and just the life philosophy in general, whether you're wearing those stickers or not. So here he is, Zach Horvath on the How Do You Health podcast. All right, well, welcome back to the How Do You Health podcast. We uh, we have a fun episode today, I'm sure, because we're going to be talking about all sorts of different things. Uh, we got Zach Horvath uh, here from uh, Live a Great Story. I'm sure you guys have seen the stickers. I used to say all the time, like, if you've been there around Austin, you've seen the stickers somewhere, but now it's like, 
if you're around anywhere you've in the world at this point, like you're gonna start seeing the sticker everywhere. And uh, they just released this new uh, subscription-based guide that's like comes to your house, and it's and, and it's. I mean, I just can't wait to hear it. It's gonna be better coming from you, obviously. And then obviously we have Nurse Doza as well too. We're gonna be talking some health, some wellness, some vitamins, and I'm Tex Mex Yogi. So let's get this started. Yeah. All right. So I have seen your sticker around town lake that's like my one of my second homes i say second homes because i'm always at the gym which is right next to town lake um but i remember seeing it on a pole i think the first time was underneath milpack mm -hmm. over there i guess that's the west part of the trail and it was right there on the column and i'm sure i'm not the only runner that's seen it uh, i'm sure people have stayed taking a photo of it and it inspired people and that was part of the original movement, right? To inspire, to live a great story. So tell me a little bit about your and that's background. Painted, right? Is that? That was painted, I think, right? So it's it's not actually paint, as in like typical paint. It's actually paper. So it's yeah. it's wheat paste. Okay. So it's uh, essentially like wallpaper mix. Um, so that's why it looks so crispy and clean because it's like printed out on oversized. It's like two, three foot um, prints that are put together on the wall. Yeah, gotcha. So now is that something you did like in the middle of night? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, but like, okay, so I, I read a little bit about you. You're from Austin. I am. Right? You went to Austin High. I did. All right, cool. I went to Bowie. Nice. Yeah, cool. Awesome. So, another local boy. Um, so, you came up with this story and this concept when? So, it was, it was around 2000, the end of 2012, 2013 is when the phrase kind of came out, and it was from, uh, it was kind of two parts. I've always been into my story and wanting to live my best story and like figure out what that was. And then that like kind of mission and understanding uh, and really uh, there's a book by Donald Miller. It's called A Million Miles in a Thousand Years. And that book's on the theme of what like living your story. So I read that book. I was always on a mission of my story and then I went to go travel. And so meeting people with crazy stories from all over the world. Yeah those two things kind of came together and out of that the phrase live a great story evolved and I don't really remember like when it first hit but the first time it showed up was on my personal blog in 2012 like beginning of 2013 okay cool so that's that's awesome so you th thought of this concept what were you gonna do with it initially so initially so there's the one that you're talking about the live a great story yeah. and like two or three poles down is where the original Live a Great Story came out. So I ended up coming back from traveling. I was in Europe for seven months, just kind of vagabonding around. And so I came back and I didn't really know what my next step was. And so part of that, like my kind of story, like entrepreneurial story started at Austin High. And I, um, I started a clothing like t-shirt print company. So I was printing my logo on shirts and selling them. And so when I came back from traveling, which was not too long after high school, I wanted to do something. I was like, I just need to start doing again because that's why I came back was to start again and start doing. And so um, Live a Great Story showed up on that or those shirts on their tag and then I wanted to start marketing it. So I grabbed a can of red spray paint and just spray painted Live a Great Story on that post. And then it was also um, that same night, uh, it was on another po another big one. It was probably like 15 foot wall. It said... Uh, if your life was a book, would anybody read it? And then another one said, do you have campfire stories? And they're all along this idea of, you know, what's your story? Like if you, at the end of your life, when you're looking back and you're, you know, reminiscing on your story, like 
is it a good one? Like, are you happy to tell people about it? And so that was kind of the original idea and, and I didn't think about doing anything more with it, but people started taking pictures of it and like sharing it. Yeah. And then, so someone tagged me on Instagram with the hashtag and there was like a bunch of pictures of Live A Great Story and no other pictures besides like Live A Great Story, like what we had put out or what I had put out. And so from there it kind of started spreading and uh, that's where it started. That's cool. I've, <clears throat> I've looked at like iconic murals and scenery that you have but people come here to Austin and one of them is obviously on South Congress. I love you so much or something, right? That's one everyone does. But um, not everyone's going to take a photo in front of yours, but they might take a photo of it, whether it's an actual photo on their camera or maybe in their mind. But I think this inspires you so much more than say, I love you so much, obviously. That makes you feel good and you know people take it and put on postcards. This has a whole different meaning behind it, right? I mean, I'm sure you've had thousands of people come and tell you what this has meant to them. So can you share a little bit about some of the the things that you've heard? Yeah, it's so different for everybody. I think that's one of the coolest parts about it is that I think the freight, like, there's kind of three parts. So it's living and then, like, what is great and then what's your story, right? So there's kind of three different arms of it that have such unique, I guess, interpretations for everybody. So it's like your life is different than everybody else's life and, like, what you think is great is also different than other people think is a great life and then like a story it's like what do you think about of your story I mean most people are like I don't have a story like instead of saying what do you do or you know things like that or like what's your job or I try to say oftentimes like what's your story and it totally catches people off guard because it frames it in this unique way and so out of those kind of variations so many different people have versions of it and I think that it's cool because it, it touches on the whole spectrum of life too so I think one of the coolest times is like when kids get a sticker and they can, they're like, live a great story. Like can barely read, you know, and their parents give them a sticker and they put it on somewhere. And so they think that's cool. And then also the other side of the spectrum of kind of generation or like um, decades from now uh, on, this, on the age range, then they have their own like kind of looking back. So it's people that are looking forward, you know, all of us are kind of in the middle of it. And then people on the other side, like looking back at it. And so within that spectrum, there's like so many different definitions of it. And I think that it really touches on a very human, like innate psychological level of people. So that's an important part. But I think for us as like kind of our generation and, and like really what I think we're trying to do with it is inspire people to, um, it's really about pursuit and adventure. So what are you going after? And that's different for everybody. But it's like, are you building something? Are you trying to make an impact? Are you creative? Are you, you know, what do you, what is your pursuit and that like, that journey of it? And then uh, the other side of it is really adventure. And for me, and like, uh, kind of the people that I think really get John a live great story in our age range are like, it's travel, it's comfort zone pushing, it's new experiences, it's collecting things on the road that we can really have these stories to look back on. So I think that the idea of pursuit and adventure is really the kind of the core of it. Um, for most people. Yeah, and it's it's collecting experiences as opposed to like material things, right? But it, it's interesting that you say that because we talk about, I mean, the podcast is called How Do You Health, right? And we talk about, you know, yoga all the time. We talk about the way people eat or their diets or we talk about different habits that they form. We talk about like, you know, meditation. We talk about so many different things about how people health. But the thing that we haven't really touched on a lot on is is travel, right? Because as a health thing, like how do, how important do you think travel is to your to a person's health? Crucial. 
I, I think it's I think it's one of the most important things that you can do and it's one of those things that you might not do and or might not understand until you actually do it but that's really one of my go-to recommendations for people for their story and like what makes a great story is like you got to see things and you got to get out there because especially if you don't leave your own home, hometown or you haven't left your hometown or you're maybe that's a, a, um, an example of it but or like a yeah so anyway but I think you got to get out and see things and collect experiences because that gives you really like I think mental health because we can get boxed in like when you don't leave where you're from and you see things the exact same and everyone thinks like this and this is how life is and this is that like breaking out of that is the best thing and it gives you such a more like global experience of like what other people are going through and being able to relate to other situations or um, just see how things happen in different parts of the world and so I think that that's really such an important part of like your overall health um, and, and it really comes from from just like getting out there and seeing things. Yeah, see how people do. I mean, I know that you've had some great experiences while you're traveling, right? I mean, I know for me, it's like, I um, mean, I, even this, even this, this whole idea of having this clinic came from like a, a nice little travel experience that he had. But I'm about to take a nice little Costa Rica uh, travel, for, and for me, that's always been the case. It's like, hey, it's time for me to get out there, and I can't wait to come back and have all these ideas and my and my brain be firing with like man i'm ready to just do all that so i would imagine that's healthy but like what would you want to i don't get to that? travel as much as i want to that's the honest truth yeah, i mean sure. i i have two kids and um you know running a business i don't get to travel as much i'd like to be able to pick up and leave but i can't duplicate myself right and so my travel is is basically pertaining to here's the goal where i'd like to go i can't just pick up and leave balder went to cuba last year you know, around this time, he's going to Costa Rica again this year. He's always done that in his life. He's traveled, has been a globe traveler, and all that stuff too. Um, when I do travel, I do feel the need to get outside the box, which is nice. Um, I I see the concept of getting outside your comfort zone, which I think is hard for a lot of people, right? Just like saying, I'm going to try something different, go in a strange land. Um, I lived in in South America one summer, and. People were like basically only flocking to people who spoke Spanish or spoke English at certain cases. Like a few people in my group was like, I'm only gonna, I'm not gonna learn Spanish because I'm only gonna live here for a little bit. I'm just only going to do English speaking with people who speak English. And as soon as they got done, they would go straight back home. You know, like I didn't experience anything different. Right? That's not travel. And that's not travel, right? I get it, right? And I, um, I would walk around when I was there in Bogota. Um, when cell phones were a common thing, you know, back in like '09. I walked around, I wrote down a few numbers on a piece of paper, put it in my pocket, I didn't have a cell phone. I'm walking around downtown metropolitan area and, and in South America and I was fine. Like I didn't I didn't feel out of my comfort zone, but I felt relieved a little bit more to be able to break apart from all that. And I think that travel opens up the floodgates for you to be creative and to expand those parts of the mind where you're able to go do certain things. And and my plan is to be able to travel more and I would like to do that. The realistic aspect of it is very hard to leave a three-year-old, an eight-month-old, and a wife behind and say, well, do you want to travel? Because our travel might be the Griswold child of traveling. <laughs> you know, we're going in a station wagon and everyone's yelling in the back and all that. To me, that's not as comforting as being able <laughs> to go to Costa Rica by yourself or with a friend and just say, I'm just going to lay out by the beach for a while. But at the same time, that's why I focus on what I can do here. Um, you say to live the great story. I think it's how we perceive uh, in our brain, 
you know, every day getting up, right? Like, so I don't know what affirmations you tell yourself, right? But like, I, I can imagine to say, all right, if I'm going to do the same thing over and over every day, what can I do different today that will affect, you know, me tomorrow? You know, what approaches can I take to say I did a great job today and I, I am able to rest my head on the pillow? You know, him, when he travels, he gets creative. I can do the same thing too, but I'm saying, all right, well, how can I replace that? How can I be creative and think outside of it? Um, one of the things that we like to do is uh, ACL. That's my, like my little vacation. You know, I look up like, oh, it's October again. I get to be outside of it. And so being around Zilker Park, being around Town Lake, being around water, to me, there's something drawing from nature that brings out something else to me. You know, even like walking in the woods, right? Touching a tree, you know, barefoot on the grass. And it's cool because... I know this is kind of off t uh, subject, but imagine like if we're walking around the same trails that like Stephen F. Austin and Sam Houston and all those cats did like years ago during the Texas Revolution, and they talked about what's the legacy going to be for a great story. Nobody remembers how rich they were, right? What did they do to make this place better for someone else? And essentially every day I come to work, that's how my story is. I'm doing something to make this world a little bit better when I leave. And it's not about plaques on the wall. It's not about certificates. Did I inspire someone today? And I think that's what the coolest thing about this simple sticker. Like, I mean, this is incredible. You created a four-word sentence that inspires thousands of people across the world, right? Because this is international, right? This is no longer an Austin secret. Yeah. I mean, where have you seen this sticker at? Uh, literally everywhere. It's, yeah. It's pretty wild. Yeah. I want to touch on something real quick. You talked about travel, um, so I think a big part of what both y'all said, I think travel, there's a great quote, I can't verbatim recite it, but it's like, it's not about how you see, it's not about what you see, it's how you see it, right? So it's like, travel is about the perspective, and before I went to go travel, I did something, I was practicing travel, because I was like, oh shit, I'm going to Europe for like, yeah. on my own, I gotta practice, because I don't know what to do, and so I did something called Texas time traveling, and so within, I mean, you're from Austin, but like, there's a handful of not more of like micro communities that are so unique. You have like, you know, New Braunfels, you have like green, you have, you know, um, all the Czech all German the, communities. All the Czech German. Yeah. And you can go out there and, and, and turn your phone off. Like I, I'm, that's why I started carrying my little journal deal. Cause I'm like, I, I hate my phone. So it's like turning that off and going out there with your kids or with, yeah. and being able, and so you don't have to go all the way to Costa or like wherever. Yeah. And so people are like, I want to travel. I'm like, dude, you can just, go to Houston or like go to San Antonio and just walk around for the day. And it's like no money, you know, very, very yeah. minimal, but it's like how you see things and you like have to meet people and you have to interact and you have to. And it's like a, an interesting, um, angle there. So I'm, it's, I try to, it's like practicing that even within your own city. Like obviously, you know, you wake up, you come to work, you have like your routines, travel, like forces you out of the routines but finding kind of micro niches where you have to get out of your routine and like see things differently and you're a little bit uncomfortable and you're like in a new situation is really kind of the same thing as like when you go to like Columbia or whatever, but it's just like on a more daily basis. So it's, it's a little bit harder, but it's, and it, you have to be a little bit more intentional with it. But, um, I think that's kind of something that I try to think about. Um, and there's like kind of pros and cons to both. But. No, I get, I get where you're coming from, from that. Yeah. I, we've always talked about day tripping. It's like vacation, you know? right? Yeah. Or, or yeah. Like staycation or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I know it, I can't wait <laughs> to get to that point. So imagine me like being a history buff being like, all right, man, let me take the eight month old and the three year old over to the battle of San Jack, right? San Jacinto and like talk to him about everything that went down there. 
they're not going to completely appreciate it, right? But the idea is that you went out and you got out of so your element and you went and did something, right? <laughs> yeah, and I, I think I think with me, what I try to do is instead of actually um, be able to travel as much, and I, I think it's almost like a metaphor. It's it's basically what am I going to do differently this week to step out of my normal routine, right? Uh, Sunday sometimes I'm just like I'm just going to stay home today. And I'm just like, I'm not doing anything else. Maybe I'll read. Maybe I'll, you know, start um, reading read nonfiction today. You know, maybe maybe I'll read fiction today. Maybe um, I'm going to tackle this house project that, uh, and I know this sounds like a middle-aged man now, but it's simply, it's, it's like there's something I have to do that's different that I don't normally see all the time, right? Like I'm in fluorescent lights all the time. I'm indoors all the time. If I go walk around barefoot, you know, and just basically feel the sun touching my skin, like that's so much different and I look like the weirdo, but I'm doing it because I'm like, I don't ever get to do this, mm -hmm. right? Like if I go to the gym, I'm sitting there in dead, like dead man's pose, Savasana for a while or legs on the wall and I'm just meditating because I'm like, to me, this is the only time I get to be by myself and I get to escape reality mm -hmm. for just like an hour or two, mm -hmm. you know? And so to me, it keeps my damn sanity. That's, that's the damn truth. I don't know how people can just go to work, come home, go to work, come home and just do the same thing over and over again. It's like a slow death. It is. Right? <laughs> so what's, what was the progression from, like, to now the guide, from doing that? Like, what was the idea behind that? So. And, and by the way, congratulations on, on the successful case. Thank you. Yes. Really excited about it. I'm going tomorrow morning to watch them print, because this is the, still the tester version. So the final version that comes out, um, it's going to be delivered, I think, December 27th or 8th. It's going to be bigger than, it's like, better it's just better it's like 10 more pages more in depth um so i'm really excited to get that one but really this so like live a great story has been around for about four years and so there's been a lot of things that have happened in that time and the guide came out of the idea that like live a great story inspires people we wanted to create something that inspires action so like you can get inspired and you like i want to go do stuff you want to get energy and you're like you know energized but like you actually have to do it. You know, there's like thinking about it and then there's like action. And so we wanted to create something that people could use to really gain some clarity on what that action could look like. Um, you know, it talks about the values in there and like what you're excited about and, and kind of helps people walk through that process. But then we really want to take that and like move it out into the world because you can't live a great story in a vacuum. You know, you have to interact with other people and you have to, um, act with other people and so that's really kind of the foundation of this is we wanted something that can help people um, you know put the pen to paper of their life and actually do something and and really the the secondary part of that is the subscription idea where it's like you can get really excited <clears throat> but like you get unexcited too life happens like you know the monotony the health problems and relationship problems like all of the stuff that life throws at you it's continuing to embody that. You're talking about the affirmations. It's like you got to keep picking yourself back up. You got to keep touching base with yourself. You got to keep, you know, um, exploring who you are. And that's just like a forever thing. And so that's why the uh, the idea for the subscription came about was because we wanted to keep people on track. Because if we can just keep people inspired, you know, a little bit more or a little bit more clear on what they're doing or a little bit more confident, then those little bits consistently add up over time. No, that makes that makes complete sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, what do you do? What do you tell yourself first thing in the morning? So this is a good question because I don't do morning affirmations, 
and I don't really do too many affirmations in general in the, in the sense of like reading things. Uh, this is something I've been thinking a lot about because I used to do them a lot and I like had like this is my dream day and like this is my affirmations and I started pretty like around like before traveling so around like 1920 like you know religiously like this is who I am and so I think my affirmations come in is when I start when I have to catch myself like getting off track um, and like when I start veering off what I know is truth and so that's where I like I'm like constantly like reaffirming myself throughout the day so it's like you know, I think a lot of it comes from external judgment and like being perceptive of me thinking about how other people are perceiving me and like if he thinks this then that's gonna you know and I, I don't want him to think that so I have to act like this so he, they don't think this or you know this could make me look stupid because he'll think you know and you're like no, no 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 it's not about this person it's not about this perception of how it is it's like I have to be myself as best as I can and so it's like these little touch points throughout the day because uh, I, I think that, I think that like having a foundation of kind of a value system and a belief and ideology, I think that that's like really important, and I and I'm pretty grateful that I really fought for that and like cemented that really young. Like I like like vehemently fought against perception and you know um, how pe like how I felt about other people and like making like. I used to like paint my nails and like dress up like all crazy because I wanted to swing to the spectrum so I could go out and be like there was before I was traveling like I would go out by myself and just like meet people like 21 in a bar like walk up like hey can I join y'all like so weird like with like and, and things like that so I had to push my comfort zone so that I could come back to this like homeostasis of feeling like I'm me you know so it's a little bit I don't know if that answered your question as much but um I, I think that that's kind of like the date, like the affirmations come when I catch myself fa falling out of that. It's your actions. actions. Your actions are your affirmations, right? It's one thing to say it, but it's another thing to say like, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to do something that's out of my comfort zone today, right? You know, so I, I totally get that. I, I don't always do affirmations. I know you do, right? Yeah, for me, well, it's these right here. It's, uh, you know, that's, that's what I do. It's just like I'm the master of my thoughts and the captain of my energy. I can create anything I set my mind to. I just want to make sure that I'm always reminded myself of that and uh, and I do that before a meditation but it's just because I can get lost in my own thoughts and, and it's just a reminder of like whenever I do that I have the control to just be like no I can stop thinking that now and think something else mm -hmm. and, and so that would just change my own perception yeah. at that point because you can get you can get I mean I do that in meditation where you're just like okay I need to come back to just one single thought instead of like the 30 that are happening yeah, yeah. I, do, I, I have in the last six months started meditating again um, and I was really good at it and then I like, like kind of got out of routine and then meditating and journaling are, and sweating every day are kind of my go-tos for <laughs> making sure like if I'm not doing that, something's wrong. Um, at least that's like a good indicator. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that for sure. That's cool, yeah. I, I, I've been... Dealing with probably the last 10 years trying to self-motivate, you know, on many different levels. And I think it's very hard because there's, I don't want to say there's like so much negativity out there. The problem is this is what you focus on, right? Glass half full, glass half empty, right? 
So like, it's life. Life are ups and downs, right? And even like in business, it's like this all the time. There comes in waves, and just when everything's going well, there you know there's something that comes along, and it's how we handle it, right? What we deal with here in, in the in the office in the clinic is stressors, right? You're basically giving a way to deal with these stressors in life, right? Like say, how can I handle the financial stress, the the family stress, uh, what's going on with the holidays, right? Um, how can I change the position I'm in now and make things better? Like, what do I need to do that? And I think it's so hard for people to break routine and get out of that. That's why, you know, people wonder what if. Wonder, and I'll, I'll tell you this. So my, my story was around probably maybe four years ago, maybe. I've been a nurse practitioner now for about, uh, gosh, almost approaching five years. And I remember when I was in, like, even before that, I knew I wanted to become a nurse practitioner back in, like, 11. Um, then I was, like, maybe even 2010. So I've been wanting to be a nurse practitioner for a while. I was like, well, what am I going to do with it when I get that degree? Like, what's so important about this degree? I would run town, like, every day in between classes and studying. Like, what am I going to do with it? What am I going to do? When I wanted to quit running because I was tired, I was like, no, are you going to quit if something tough comes up? Like, what are you going to do when you want to pass boards? This test is hard. Like, what are you going to do? You keep pushing. You keep pushing at And... I said, I don't know what I'm going to do, I, but I know I want to do something important, something out of the norm. I just need to wait for that, that moment. And so I remember at the height of everything, I was basically making more money than I ever had before, and I was miserable, and I was like, you know, I need to do something different to change how I view the world. Like, everything was, like, gloomy. But yet here I am, everything's going well exactly how I want it. I was like, this sucks, though. I don't, I don't feel like this is my control. And so I went and told my wife we had a... I think Omar was maybe like six months at the time and I was like I gotta get out of here I, I can't take this shit anymore I said I'm driving myself up the wall I have this thing that's burning inside me I don't know what it is and so I went to San Diego stayed with a friend out there for about a week hanging out the beach you know I learned how to surf not very well but I learned uh, tried to just get involved in, emotionally with the Pacific Ocean because you know body water once again and I remember I said, fuck it, dude. I don't, I don't care if I'm going to like try, I'm going to try because I don't want the what if, right? Like I don't want to work a nine to five job in a cubicle under fluorescent lights all the time doing something for someone else and then look 30 years down the road and say, what if? And so I said, I'm going to start my path. And it's the scariest thing. I think this is why most people don't want to get out of their routine or even attempt that because they're afraid of failing right? What if, what if I have to do this? Because it is hard. It is so freaking hard to break your routine and try to embark on that story. But for everyone out there who's ever wondered what if, everyone who is successful had to take a risk. You had to do something different. You had to break the routine and said, well, why not? Why do I have to do it this way? Right? Why can't I do it this way? And I'm pretty sure when your family and all that said, hey, Zach, you got to go get a job. Why do I have to go get a job? I got a job. I got a concept here. Well, you got to stay here. You got to apply for this. No, nope. my job is wherever I take it, right? Mine was more of like, well, why can't I create something out of thin air that hasn't been done before, but I don't know how to necessarily do it from the sales aspect. So I asked him to help me with it. So I came back from that trip and I was like, well, I got this idea. We went to ACL. ACL, the flags, is our, our nucleus. That's where we meet every year and we discuss things. And it's like we dance and then we come back and then we talk about, all right, what, what, what do you want to talk about? We brainstorm. And uh, we created this 
then, like what, three years ago or yeah, so? Three. And then every year it's been something different and it's, it's grown. Um, to this year was a, a whole new experience within its own right. But um, I literally told him, I said, this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. It is the hardest thing. And I bet, and then, like, even when I tell my wife that, they're like, well, would you do it different? Would you not do it? I said, hell no. I said, there's no other, there's no other way I would do anything different. I would say I would do this all over again. I don't want to do it all over again, right? <laughs> but it's more like, there's no way in hell I could ever go back after learning all this stuff, the way that my mind works now, the way the frequency runs, the way that I view things now, the opportunities, even the way I watch like movies and Shark Tank now. Like I just more like, hmm, I wonder what marketing would have said about that. I wonder who came up with that. I wonder how long it took to implement that. You know, like numbers are going through my head. And it's incredible because I did not want to become a businessman to be rich. I had to become a businessman in order to create a path so other people could become healthier. And so my story is writing, it's being written right now. And I used to think when I was younger, I wanted my name like on the walls of some like school building, like the, the school of nursing or, you know, whatever. Right. And it's like Baldur still and I joke about it. we're going to have that the Mendoza Garza School of Nursing. Um, or like maybe have a, a park dedicated in my name. Like there's my story. I really think that I want, I want to say when I die, I helped thousands of people. And if I fail to do that, then I did not live a great story. Be a good dad. Yes, that's a great story. I'm going to be a great dad. I'm going to be a good husband. But the great story is, is that, um, I took what I could and I did the most with it. Right, I think that's part of part of the ideal, right? Live a great story. Whatever you're dealt with, make the most of it, right? I don't know. That, that's that's my concept, but I mean, I'm pretty sure people come up to you all the time and tell you, you inspired me to do this. I mean, how many people quit their jobs and told you this is what I did next, right? <laughs> right. But it's it's good to hear it though, right? Do you have some fun ones? Some fun stories. I was going to say, them? like, I want to know some of those. I want to know what your story is too. Like, what? Why did you decide that this was what you were going to do? Man, I had so many thoughts while you were talking about it. Because you you were like nailing stuff and there's like so many different directions to go. Um, You're talking about affirmations and that like this is the hardest thing I've ever done idea. And that's like probably, I mean, the cool thing is that for me in my life, Live a Great Story the way that Live a Great Story, what Live a Great Story does for me is what it also does for so many people. So that idea of like seeing that on the trail or seeing that, you know, wherever people have seen all around the world and like the impact that it makes and then the continual impact is really what it does for me. So like when it, like the shit hits the fan and like everything's falling apart, it's like, yo, this is a story. Like this is your story you're doing the best you can, like, go for it, keep going, keep making it happen, because we don't really have a choice not to. Right, yeah. To go back is not even an option, and, um, and so I think that that's, you know, that journey of, of choosing that and continuing to go with that is such, like, it's such a powerful thing, and and I think that's, that's really what we want people to do with it, is like, yo, this is it. Like, this is what you only have your life, and whatever you decide to do with that is, like, 
that's all you have, and you have to be you, and like own the shit out of it because we really don't have another choice. Like the person that has a routine and abdicates their life to other people's responsibilities or their you know judgments or rules or par like whatever, and it's like when you give that up and like give that power to someone else to control your life and whatever that means to an individual like when people and you know you can't judge that from the outside it has to be an internal thing like you can't say you're doing this because like that doesn't work like that because you don't know but like is that happening to me and and like internalizing it is is the thing and it's like as soon as you as soon as you do that as soon as you like throw in the towel and like i don't think it's a one-time thing i think it's a repetitive thing so you got to practice continuing either way you go like if you want to keep throwing in the towel like that takes practice versus like deciding it's your story takes practice too the affirmations the daily like journey um so that's this is crazy i mean yeah i mean tons of people have you know there's been some crazy ones like i didn't commit suicide because i saw the live great story on the town lake like that's an insane one you know that's happened a couple times um, to people, you know, a friend of mine was in the jungle of, uh, Mexico, like, in this random place, and there was a Liberated Story sticker on the side of a juice bar, like, random, in the <laughs> middle of the jungle, to, um, someone recently told me a story, like, two years ago, they were in Alberta, like, in Calgary or somewhere, at, like, a resort, and, like, sat down at a bar, and the person next to them had a Liberated Story sticker on their phone, and, like, she told me this two years later, like, things like that all the time, um, and so it's just really cool to see that and what happens is, is the story, like how passionate you were about talking about that. That's what's cool is that energy is really the ripple effect that we talk about because when you're owning that and you're like, this is me, I quit, I'm doing this, it's the hardest thing ever. I have kids that are like looking up to me, you know, wife, family, and like that passion, that's what inspires other people to find that in themselves because that's what we're here for is to find that and it's a journey and it's an up and down and like, but that is a flame of inspiration that gets passed from person to person. And that's really what we, you know, the, the, um, the quote I like to say all the time is don't ask what the world needs, ask what lights you on fire. Cause the world needs more people that are on fire. And if you can light yourself on fire and like find that and like continue choosing to light yourself on fire, that is insanely contagious. And that's what we need more of because the other side of that is people not letting their fire, choosing complacency, choosing abdication, choosing the, 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 the crafted route for them, like the mapped out life. And that's like, that's how you get to be 70, 80, 90 years old and like regret the shit out of everything. Yeah. <laughs> this is me being a little bit of a word player here, but I just realized kind of the, the interesting tie between being lit on fire and being burnt out because <laughs> the people who are on fire and doing the things that they want to do are the ones that are on fire and going but the people who are burnt out are the ones that never got to light themselves on fire because they decided to give their life away to someone else yeah and I think yeah. yeah it's a good one and and once again like I'm really cautious of me trying to uh like I have I know a lot of people that I look at I I I'm like, man, like you don't you don't have it yet. Like you're not quite there yet. You don't have that fire, like like that passion. And uh it's I think it's the yet maybe. The hopefully the yet is an important part of it because time and time again throughout history, you know, 
success came for, you know, KFC, like Kentucky Fried Chicken, dude was like 65, and like, you know, whoever else, there's tons of different examples of people that, you know, built major businesses or like became a painter or like whatever, like late in their life. And so I think that there's always that like small flame that can really choose it. I was I had a great conversation the other day and it's like when the pain of staying the same is worse than the pain of making the choice, that's the that's the point where people pop. I use this phrase like popped and unpopped. Like there's people that are unpopped and like the chasm to pop is like a really tough thing to pop over but like it clicks for some people and like when you click it's not just once to click you know you have to continue um making that like very conscious choice but like that click can happen at a lot of places and so it's like the only way i think like you can't help someone click but once they are like close you're, you're pulling you're not pushing yeah. people yeah i mean you they have to have it within right you what's that you can lead a horse to water right i mean that's the that's I, there's there's unlimited potential in all of us, right? It's people go their whole lives without finding a passion, though, which is the unfortunate part, right? But to then to me though, it depends on what their story is in general, right? Like if you want to grow up and be a wonderful uh, parent and and inspire, you know, how to raise a family and set the template for it, then that's your story, right? Everyone's gonna look at you like that was an ideal mother, that was an ideal father, that was a great husband, wife, or whatever. Other people say, I was born to do this. I was born to do this. I, I should be doing this. And the fact that there's people who are dreamers is one of the whole reasons why this country and this world uh, even exists, right? Because someone told someone long ago, said, you can't make electric cars. We can't go on the moon, right? We can't live on the moon. We can't live on Mars. And someone's like, bullshit. Just watch me. Like, I'll figure it out, right? Yeah. And I, I like working around that. People who are who think this way, it's enticing, right? Like you, you talk to someone and you, like I always want to talk to people who are successful only because I don't want to like, I don't want them to tell me how many jets they've flown on in their lifetime and how many houses they have. It's more like, tell me about the struggles. Like when you were like really like doubting yourself, what did you do to pick yourself up every day after life just smacked you across the face? And then, then next thing you know, what did you do when you were at your top of your game? When you were like, man, like everything I touch is turning to gold. What do I do now? You know, and I think one of the things that I looked at one time was um, people who have money tend to get viewed as, as being greedy. And I quickly realized that was false because I think money brings out your true personality. If you're a helpful person, giving that money to that person makes them become more helpful, right? If they're greedy and they're an asshole to begin with, then they're an asshole with money, right? They get away with other things like that too. But um, I mean, I read something like Keanu Reeves like donates all of his money like just to charities and very hush hush about it. And it's kind of like, wow, that's really cool. Like he's doing something that other people wouldn't imagine. I wouldn't talk to him about the Matrix. I'd be like, dude, what are you doing? Like, what <laughs> motivates you? Like, what are you doing on Sunday mornings to to get ready to help the world be better? And I think that's what's really cool about that is like the the people. Like one one of my affirmations I think about all the time is that those people that have earned those private jets and the infinite toys and everything, they most of the time, almost majority of the time, if they're uh, solid people, didn't earn, didn't do it for the jets. Like people don't say like, 
I want to be a billionaire because I want to own a jet. They're like, no, I want to be, I want to, I want to be myself and them being themselves and like fighting vigorously for that authenticity eventually led to the jet. It eventually led to y'all's name on the side of the deal. You're not doing it because you want your name there. You want what comes because you got to that point. What it facilitates, right? Like exactly. Yeah. Being able to help more people, right? Yeah. Sure. And so it's like people all the time are like, man, I met this dude. He's like this XYZ, the most famous whatever, right? Insert. And, but he was so cool, man. I like, like he didn't, you know, and you're like, yeah, dude, he's like a normal guy that just like did this and he's, you know, fill in the blank, and that just led to him being successful or rich or whatever, but it wasn't, they're not, like, doing it to that, and so it's, like, the millionaire next door idea, um, and so I think that's, that's the coolest part of it, like, lights me on fire, too, is, like, when you have those conversations with people, and, you know, they're just, like, normal people, and they're just, like, doing the same stuff that we're doing, we're just, like, going to work, building our businesses, like, making an impact, and at some point, you know, with wise financial choices or whatever and investments and stuff like that eventually starts snowballing hockey sticking. Right. Um, but that's just like a byproduct of that journey. And so it's like Mark Cuban or Keanu Reeves or whoever, they're still waking up every day practicing how to be a better actor. They're practicing, you know, Keanu Reeves is shooting guns to be in the next, like whatever movie, you know, like all that stuff that they're just pursuing the exact same they're making the choice to pursue their story just like we are yeah yeah i we're well, always striving well right? it's funny that you that you mentioned that because it does enhance like who you are and, and i think a lot of the the jets and like the big houses they're more like tools right because we talk about that all the time it's like we don't want to have our own our own laboratories because like we don't want to deal with all the regulations and like all this other stuff but <laughs> You know, a couple of weeks ago, we started having the conversation, and we're like, you know what? At some point, I think we might have to have a lab because, like, that way we can create what we need to be able to help more people. And it's not like I want a lab. It's like I think we're gonna have to have one in order to, to like, or at least own one to be able to like do the things the way that we want, the way that we want them, right? And so, yeah. um, so it, yes, it's more of a tool. Usually, at least that's what it should be. Like, totally. You don't pursue. You don't pursue that just because. Cause it's just like, well, if you worked your ass off your whole life just so you can go buy a jet, and it's like it's not, it's probably not gonna happen. No, <laughs> and and it's a hollow. Like, this is another thing that we talk. Like, the guide is kind of founded on is this idea of no finish lines. Like, people that race to get that car or to get that jet or that house or that Rolex or whatever. It's like you get that, and it doesn't fill that hole that you think it's gonna fill. And it's like chasing that for the pure sake of accomplishing it is a fruitless journey because like we've all accomplished that same thing in our lives before. It's like you get that A plus or you get that whatever. You're like, man, if I could just get to this point, if I could just, if I could just, and then you get there and, and it's like, it's just like a letdown, <laughs> right? It's like not like cool. Like, oh yeah. And so it, it's, it's the pursuit of getting there. And so it's like that pursuit will lead to the there, but you're not doing it for the there. It's the pursuit. And then so just, I think that that's like the no finish lines, like the journey is the reward idea. Another affirmation all the time is like, I'm not doing this to so stop doing this. I'm not like waking up every morning at 6.30 to like sit on my computer all day so that one day I don't have to sit on my computer, you know, to like build a bit. It's like, I just want to always sit on my computer and like build something that makes an impact. And so it's like, if I make money or if I do this or do this or do this, it's not about those. It's about the like the action. Yeah, um, you watch. I still watch Shark Tank like all the time. It's one of my favorite shows. Um, 
Cuban's on there all the time, right? And he's investing in this, throwing money this way. And I was like, man, why does this guy keep doing this, right? It's like because he figured it out. He, it's a game to him, right? And he's like, I'm really good at this game. Why not keep doing it, right? Why not stay on top and harness it? Maybe I can learn something tomorrow. So that's why I was saying the people who are on top of their game, it's like, what do you do to strive to be better, right? Oh, I could be working on this. This is another thing I could be doing. It's, the complacency is not ever there, right? Because once you stop moving, you pretty much die. Yeah. That's what it is. You adapt. You, you, you want to continue to be involved in the game. And it goes back to the, uh, the age-old question. It's like, well, if money was not an object, what would you do? What would you do tomorrow if you had all the money in the world? What would you be doing? Oh, I'm going to travel the world. And then what? Like, what are you going to do when you go to those places? You know, you get a five-star hotel, people basically feeding you grapes while you just lay in a bed of flowers or something like that, right? Get a foot rub from, like, three different masseuse at the same time. Like, what are you going to do, right? And I remember there was this guy... He was going off to vacation in Africa for like a month around Christmas. Very well-off guy. And everyone had been coming and saying, I'm gone for a month, I'm gone for a month. And then all of a sudden I was like, so what are you going to be doing? He goes, I'm going to Africa. Oh, cool. Are you going to go down there and like shoot a lion or something or what? <laughs> He's like, no, I'm going to take my kids down there and we're going to go to this mission. And uh, we're basically going to help them build a church. That's cool. I said, where are you all staying at? He goes, we're going to stay with everyone in the village. Because why would we go stay in some hotel and they stay there? Like, we're going to be there with them. And I'm bringing my kids so they can be part of it. They're really excited about it. And I just very humbled. And I was like, that's badass. Like, that's cool because it brings back the idea that we're all human. We're all in the same road. Uh, we're trying to just do what's right, make us have a good life and be happy, strive for the pursuit of happiness, which most of people don't even know how to be happy. That's the, that's the honest truth. We think money makes us happy. We think having a jet makes us happy, right? A big pool makes us happy. But it could be you sacrifice your family, your friends, your own personal time, your own health. And I'll, I'll just put it this way. My, my lasting impression is hopefully on health because I'm dedicating my whole life to it. I've heard many of people who have all the money in the world say, when it comes down to it, the only thing that matters is my health. Because if I don't have health, I can't enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I'm spending all the money on it. So, But um, how are we doing on time? Is that it? It's 5.20. So yeah. <laughs> I figured as much. So uh, just wanted to double check that. But um, yeah, I, I look at I look at just the, the overall inspiration that you've done. And we could probably go on for hours of all the cool stories and wonderful conversations you've had for people. But um, man, I mean, that's just so cool that Austin's the epicenter of entrepreneurial mindset. And you've thrown your hat into the ring, maybe unwillingly, maybe unknowingly, right? But I mean, how old are you? 28. I mean, my approach at 28 was not what you have going on for you right now. And so the whole world is ahead of you. And you're going to continue to inspire. And you're going to have wonderful stories. I'm intrigued to see what's next. I mean, I know the guide is coming out. I read it earlier today. It looks great uh, for anyone who wants to, like, just start self-inspiring. You know, you don't know where to turn. You can obviously subscribe to this. And, uh, and it's so much different than like a self-help book. Yeah, it's, it's not, it's not, if you don't like to do a lot of reading and you're into Audible nowadays, this is like about as simple as it can be. There's even pictures in there, right? <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's pretty easy to, to understand here. But, um, I mean, what, what's the next step with the guy? What, what are we launching into now? So, really what we found that in, in this process and, and through all of it is the... The best intro impact, the best widespread impact that we can make 
it's through the stickers, it's through the shirts, it's through the hats, it's through really the the message and the best way to spread that message is through gear. Because when you put a Live Great Story sticker on your water bottle or you know, you put it on your phone and you go sit at a coffee shop or whatever, it really it attracts and connects people that are on that wavelength and it and it really creates a spark of connection between like-minded humans and so um, that's really the focus now is is really just doubling down on creating those sparks through better products so the guide is obviously one but we're just gonna look to create more things that people can take out into the world that can spark those connections um, and also simultaneously inspire inspire themselves. So like when you put on a shirt, you know, or like a bracelet or whatever, you know, these these are cool. Um, anything like that, it's like you see like the once again, when I see it, it it's a reminder for myself. Like this is like a, like this is the journey. Like this is the story today. You know, we are what we do daily, right? Like our habits of, of like health or you know how we treat people or how we handle money or whatever anything that we do consistently over time is like who we are and so it is uh, from the from the reason that we're focusing on the product side is to encourage people to make those micro decisions on a daily basis to choose their story right and whatever that looks like and then obviously the guide helps people clarify that and like stick to it better and then the other side of it is uh probably a, a yearly event. We've done probably a dozen or two dozen events over the course of four years in various capacities, but kind of focalizing it into a yearly thing where we can bring everybody together is probably like the next step. Um, and here in Austin, of course. Of course. Yeah, of course. And hey, if you to, need our help with anything, yeah, we'll come out, do some shots. We love festivals. We'll, we'll help out. And we'll help out. Awesome. But it, it's uh, just one more thing on the, on the, the, the products. It's a promise to yourself, right? Because every day you're going to look down at it like, oh, yeah, I promised myself today I'm going to live a great story. Yep. So even if it means I'm starting the diet today, I'm starting the workout today, I'm going to, you know, go outside more, drink more water, whatever, play more with my kids. Like, I'm going to do something to live a better story. And today will lead into tomorrow, and all of a sudden you develop a good habit, and then it spreads. And uh, I think, like I said, I'm just so, I'm so impressed with such a simple phrase and how profound of a difference it's made. And I know that it's just going to continue to grow. I mean, who knows? If you have your own TV show one day, I'd be even curious to be, would you be the host? <laughs> right? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you just be like, I just want to listen and like be there and maybe make sure it's going in the right direction. But it, there's no telling where this is going to take off. Right? And I, I think it's very cool. And I, I, I thank you for coming on and, and sharing your time with us. Um, tell everyone where they can find all your information. It's all Live A Great Story, everywhere, everything. LiveGreatStory.com. Instagram is a big place that we like to hang out, so that's, that's a fun one. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, everything, Live A Great Story. So, yeah. That's Thank cool. you, Zach. Uh, we'll see you guys soon.